All right. Quinn, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? It's going well. For those <laughs> of you who don't know, Quinn is a really big TikTok star. She's got like 20,000 followers compared to our measly 8,000. Um, she's super active, really good D&D player. She actually played in a one-shot that I DM'd um, as a character named Spice, who was uh, like a little raccoon. Like a little, I don't know if it's evil, but a little, yeah, there you go. A little <laughs> raccoon stuffed animal thing, and she did great. Um, so, Quinn, how did you get into Dungeons & Dragons? So, my first experience in, like, kind of that community was actually LARPing. Um, so I was a LARPer, and um, my brother-in-law, uh, he's, like, a writer for the LARPs. He does a lot of D&D stuff. And... Um, so he was actually the one that got me into it. And like, I was really reluctant to play at first because I was like, nah, like, <laughs> that's some nerdy shit. Like, I'm already LARPing. Like, yeah. I don't want to get worse. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then uh, I finally played a game with him and uh, we just kind of gradually started playing more. And so that's kind of how I got started. <laughs> what is it about everybody I talk to has the same, like, it's too nerdy. Yeah. Everybody I talked to on here, all my friends, I had it too, briefly. But they're like, man, that's like a little too nerdy when you hear about it. But then you get into playing these characters and you start playing. Like, this is really isn't nerdy. This is actually pretty awesome. So yeah. why it, is that? I don't know. I think it's just like the stigma. I mean, D&D, like, you just think of kids in like their parents' basements. Um, be like, oh, my... Like Demi Gorgon's gonna gonna kill you. <laughs> like like I don't know, like but yeah, I think it's just the stigma and like I think it is a lot um for I mean not like normies, but like normal people to like uh get into this like fantasy world or like uh learn a whole new world essentially and then like having to do the game mechanics that go along with it and like obviously there's books and books and books and books about D D, and so like it's i think it's also just intimidating like to learn um which is why i was glad that i had like an experienced dm uh guiding me like in my first few games and um so yeah it's weird because like as far as I can tell, you're a normal person. I mean, you said you sell RVs as a trade, right? Uh, sorry, what? Like, you're, what do you do for a job? So, um, I do property management for, like, my main job and then, like, my side hustle. I don't know, like, <laughs> like if you want this to be, like, PG-13 or, like, but... I mean, say, um, say whatever. I honestly don't know, but say whatever you do. I don't know. Um, yeah, so, like, I do, I do OnlyFans on the side, and my, my specific, like, genre is making D&D videos, right? So, um, and that kind of ties into my TikTok as well, because from my TikTok, then I get, like, subscribers from that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was one thing I wanted to talk about, is, like, your TikToks are, like, borderline, like, they're pretty, they're pretty <laughs> up there, you know what I mean? So where yeah. does that come from? How did you get started with that? And uh, like obviously it's working. I mean you're doing amazing on TikTok from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, so Thank where does that you. Come from? Um. So really, it did come from doing um, promotion for my OnlyFans, right? Um. I was doing kind of just like normal stuff norm like normal thirst traps whatever and I found myself not um not standing out as much and it was just like a real grind and then I I came up with this D&D &D series of it was like um what would happen if you had like a sexual encounter with uh a different class and uh that kind of that got me onto the D and D mixed with the OnlyFans thing because I then got people asking me for like custom videos of like oh like could you do like a full scene of like the wizard TikTok you did or the rogue TikTok you did, 
Um, and so that's kind of where my account exploded a little bit. Um, and then that account actually got deleted because TikTok hates sex workers. <laughs> um, but, and then, so this is actually my second account now. Um, my other one also got deleted right around like 20K. Um, so this is my second attempt at it and it's gotten bigger than my first one so far. So that's good. Is this second account like, is it, are you dialing it back a little bit more than the first account or is it still the same? Um, I am being more careful on this second one. Um, it's not as explicitly sexual, but I mean, that's also what gets the views. So it's a very, it's a very fine line of like, <laughs> of having a, success, a successful video and then getting banned. So yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So when you switched over to the more D&D content, you noticed like that strategy seemed to work really well for you? Yeah. So, um, so like, and I just started like doing OnlyFans stuff last year. And um, by December, I was making like, maybe like 300 bucks a month, which like, great, extra money covers groceries, sure, whatever. Sure, yeah. Um, And then I saw a dramatic jump about like, I started making about four or five times that a month. And now I'm up to like 10 times that a month. Yeah, so yeah, it's like, it's definitely given me that boost. It's given me that niche that I really needed. And a lot of creators kind of have to go through this process, right, of finding their thing, their brand. And this has very much become my brand. And I love that I get to now mix it with, like, I can do D&D TikToks. I can do D&D um, sexual videos. I can do I can do just normal D&D games and still be a member in that community. Um, so it's been really fun honestly um and uh definitely during like quarantine is when i started heavily playing D, &D. um i also started playing riffs a lot i don't know if like you're familiar with that game but it's a pal it's a palladium game it's like um it's kind of post-apocalyptic oh, okay but it's but it's also high magic um it's like high tech. Um, it's really cool. And I've actually, I've played more of that than I've played of D and D, but no one knows what it is. So it's not as marketable. Um, yeah. 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 Um, so there's two things I wanted to talk about. One is we on role playing degenerates, we're finding out strategies. Like we're trying to figure out like our niche and whatnot. And we've found out that like, yeah, everyone calls it the algorithm but i think it more has to do with like what you're throwing out there um yeah at first it was completely random and like now we're at like 8k we're kind of starting to see like what works and like on tiktok it's like immediately about catching someone's attention within 1.2 seconds yeah kind of realizing like if you can catch them in that 1.2 seconds it helps your you know overall thing and then when people get to hear you enough they can become mm -hmm. your fans so just hats off because you've been doing a really good job you know with your niche Thanks. thing that you've been doing the second thing yeah. I want to talk about is you kind of are coming in on the the wave that all of us D&D creators are coming in on, and that's the popularity in D&D has, like, grown, even since COVID. I mean, since COVID, if you looked, there was an article with Wizards of the Coast, they went up 66% in their sales mm -hmm. in, like, the last year, year and a half since COVID started, two years or whatever since COVID started. So have mm -hmm. you noticed that, too? Like, everybody, it seems like everybody you talk to knows about D&D now. That's really cool, and I didn't, like... I didn't really notice that, I guess. So that's, that's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think I'll give you guys credit because it's a lot harder for a couple of guys to get those views. Right. Sure. Um, it's easy for me. I, all I have to do is put some cleavage out there and um, I get views, but I mean, it, it's hard work too, but like, yeah, for sure. But it's, I think it's harder for you guys. And so I really like applaud you guys on that. Um, and as far as the growth, like, I love that. I'm all about that. I wish more of my friends would play D&D &D with me. Um, Do they not? No. Like, <laughs> I, it's actually really hard for me to, like, 
find people to play D and D with. I have like I have one gaming group, but um, we're all spread out across the country too. So it's it's not like I have a group to play with in person, which is why uh, finding you guys has also been really great because now I get to play D and D more with like a new group of people. Yeah, that's awesome. and that's like the weird thing about our Discord is is Chris started Twisted started the Discord and he was like, hey, I'm just starting this, so I get in on it. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was, to be honest. And then all of a sudden, more more people kept joining. And then people were like, hey, you, got, you guys want to start a game? Mm-hmm. And I was DMing a home game, and Chris was like, hey, man, you need to start doing this. Or we kind of had the conversation. Um, or maybe I said that. I don't remember. But I was like, yeah, let's do it. And that's what started, you know, the rise of the new one-shot. And so for yeah. those of you who don't know, like I said before, Kun was in a one-shot with me, and it was like a bunch of strangers. The only person I had played with before was Cisco. So for me, DMing a whole bunch of new experienced players was like a totally different thing. Um, but I had a lot of fun. I thought it was a really good game and like, yeah, ho- hopefully we keep on playing. Yeah, no, I really liked it. Um, my biggest thing is like scheduling, but I think that's everyone who plays D&D's biggest thing. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, uh, you're on the East Coast too, which is harder for those evenings. Yeah, yeah. So I'm an hour later than you guys. And I know a lot of you guys have kids. And so you gotta get them to bed first. Yeah, that's like, that's like the only hard part and you ever want to do everything. But yeah, Discord's been cool. Like getting to know people and getting to play with people has been a lot of fun. Um, Yeah, I I didn't know Mr. Dandy. Dandy's another guy we were playing with. I didn't know him. He was really good. He was really good. I was I mean, everybody, everybody was really, really good. I was like impressed by all of you. Um, yeah, Dandy came across as very like professional, I guess, and like yeah. uh, well spoken about everything. He's very well spoken. He hit us with that promo, oh. and I was like, "Drop <laughs> fifty bucks." I'm like, "Dude, give me a promo too, bro." That's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really funny. Um, I wanted to ask you about this other game you play, or I don't know if it's yeah. a game you play, but you were saying, um, it, I almost saw a TikTok where you were at a jujitsu academy. Which is something I'm familiar oh, with, but yeah. it, but it looked like you were doing, and you kind of mentioned it. You kind of mentioned like medieval, uh, like combat fighting. What is that? Yeah, I actually totally forgot about talking about that. But um, so it's actually a sport. Um, it is a full contact, um, full force. We beat the crap out of each other. Um. We wear full suits of medieval armor and participate in medieval tournament style matches. Um, so there's both duels and you can do, um, you know, there's long sword, sword and shield, pole arm, um, various forms of dueling. And then there's also melees, which is uh, my favorite. And those are usually... 5v5 up to 150 versus 150 at like international championships. So um, what's like the point system? So uh it's kind of different for each different category, but for duels it's um it's just a hit uh one hit equals a point and then whoever gets the most points at the end of the round wins that round. Um it's usually best 2 out of 3. Um, however, melees are you go until your the other team is down. So your objective as your five team members is to get the other team down. And that's either by grappling them to the ground, um, pain compliance from shots. Like usually you'll have an axe man on the field and their job is to sit people with their axe blow. Um, wow. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, yeah, I have like, I have things if you want to see things. Pull but... out things. What do you got? You got an axe? <laughs> yeah, I'll get my axe yeah, and like get your, my get helmet. Your things, dude. I, like, I like to see that. That'd be cool. I didn't think this was going to happen in this podcast. We're about to see a whole bunch of stuff. Stay tuned. Okay. Okay, so it's purple, of course, because 
Uh, it's me. But yeah, so this is my axe. That's fucking um, awesome. <laughs> you hit people with it full force, so it hurts, but luckily armor works. Uh, is kind of what we tell people. Man, so. that's I'm, why didn't you whip that out during the game? I know, I, I do sometimes. <laughs> Man, that's then, crazy, yeah. Yeah, and then this is like my helmet. Dang, you wear that thing? Yeah. Um, oh gosh. And it, it gets really warm in there. That was the first thing I understand. <laughs> you must be sweating so bad in that thing. Yeah. Um, and it's about, I think my helmet's about 13 pounds, but like my whole suit of armor is probably about an extra 70 pounds that you're wearing wow. uh, during fighting as well. I always so. tell, I have I have uh, MMA buddies and I do jujitsu right now. Yeah. And I always tell them, like, you think grappling's hard? You should put you should put a gi on. I will no longer say that because now I'll have to look at you and be like, I don't have a seventy pound. You guys are grappling in seventy pound full plate metal suits. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, awesome. Well, what what if you get hit in the head and your helmet turns sideways? Are you screwed? Well, so that's why you you fit your helmet so that it doesn't do that. Okay. Um, you have, you have to have like the proper chin strap so that it doesn't just come off or move. And then you have it, you have anti-concussion padding as well. That fits it very like closely to your head. Um, so it shouldn't, it shouldn't do a spinny spin. Um, but sometimes they do fall off and you actually get carded for that, uh, because your helmet is supposed to fit you and stay on. Oh, it's your fault. Okay. Yeah. So yep. <laughs> next time we do combat and I'm trying to figure out what the most realistic thing is, I'm just going to look to you and be like, Quinn, help me out. I've never been in this situation. Yeah. Like, what do we do here? Yeah, I might have to do that. Yeah. Um, you told me something uh, in our conversation about this podcast that kind of blew my mind. You don't know what Critical Role is. Hey, I know about it. I just haven't ever uh, listened to it, unfortunately. Um, Which... <sighs> My thing is like, pot <laughs> I'm on a podcast, but podcasts are hard for me to listen to because like yeah. I get really easily distracted. For sure. Um, so yeah, like I just I'm not a podcast person, but it, yeah, it's just um, it's just funny because like if you talk to anybody who like is into D and D, like yeah, I started watching this thing called Critical Role, and I'm like yeah, of course everyone did, but like, yeah. you are like the only person who's like what's that, and you have. 20,000 followers in, you know, I know this area and everything. So I was like, man, how did she not know about that? Um, so that's, yeah. you're like the first person I've talked to who doesn't know about it. So that's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. I, I did watch some episodes of the, the Vox. Machina? Was it? Yeah. yeah. Um, my friend had me watch a few episodes of that. Um, so that's kind of the extent that I'm aware of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I have. I've listened to about half of the first episode of Dimension Twenty, which I liked. It was like it was like in high school, and yep. like I thought that was really cool. Yeah, Dimension Twenty um, is the shit. I love Dimension Twenty. Yeah, so I'm hoping to get into that again. Um, hopefully, if I have a long drive or something. Um, but yeah, and then my my brother in law actually runs a D and D podcast as well. Um, that I, I don't listen to, but <laughs> I support him. <laughs> what is, uh, is he in our discord or no, he runs one. It's called Ad adventure incorporated. Um, and he's been doing that for like quite a few years, but. Oh, really? Has he got a pretty good following? I think so. I, like, uh, he's my cousin. That's all I know. No, <laughs> like I just, <laughs> again, like podcasts are hard for me. So for sure, yeah. That's um but yeah <laughs> yeah i feel the same way about like tiktok like i've done two or three yeah. videos but like i'm not like the person who wants to do the limelight like at all like Cis cisco and twisted you'll mm -hmm. see them on every single one of those tiktoks and like my whole thing with them when i had this like we started this whole thing is i was like man i love dming i love this game like this podcasting i love talking to people in like a more intimate setting where i can just get to know somebody but, like to put myself yeah. out there in, like the tiktok world and you can ask my wife, like, it's really hard for me to do that. So I'm kind of more on the outside. So I understand the adverse to that. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, TikTok's really scary, honestly. Um, like, I I was very adverse to starting it too, but then I saw what success came from it, and I was like, okay, this is the promo platform that we're gonna have to adapt to now. So, do you think it's harder um, than OnlyFans? Um, I think they're very different skill sets. Um, TikToks are a little bit more tricky as to finding what people will like. Um, if you post something on OnlyFans, chances are it's going to be someone's thing, right? Um, but TikTok is just, and it's algorithm on TikTok too. Like, I don't have to worry about the algorithm with OnlyFans. It, it, something posts to my wall, it's there. People see it on their feed. It's not like an algorithm it's just yeah do you have like return customers on all the fans or like is it just yeah so um so how it works is it's essentially a subscription service um it's like it's similar to like patreon so you you pay a subscription price every month you can choose to renew it or not um and then so like me i have two pages i have a free one where um, you pay for each video separately, and then I have a all-inclusive one, essentially, where I just post everything. Um, and so you get different types of people on each site. Um, but yeah. Yeah, but a lot, a lot of those guys were like, or girls, I don't want to exclude yeah. anybody, but a lot of those people are return customers, though, people you actually kind of know in some sort of capacity. Yeah, I mean, some of them, some people will be on my site and I'll never hear from them. Um, but some people like will like to send me a message every day or some people will come back and buy um, like a lot of custom videos. Like I had one guy uh, who pretty much started like the D&D videos that I did on there because he he ordered like my first three custom D&D oh, okay. uh, adult videos and so he was the one that really got me into that which is awesome and like I'm super thankful for him and he knows that and it's it's cool isn't yeah isn't um, it weird how like one bit of confidence confidence in like the social media world like boosts you like yeah in a period of time we had we had yeah. just started and we had like some something we did like I think Chris put up, it was like a a video of Guardians of the Galaxy, and it got mm -hmm. like, I don't know, 300, 400,000 views or something, like some crazy, I can't remember. Yeah. But it, that was like the catalyst. We're like, oh yeah, wait a minute, like we can actually do this. And like now mm -hmm. that, you know, we're more experienced, we know that like a lot of views doesn't mean a whole lot. I mean, it'll help your following for sure, but it doesn't yeah. like set everything up. But that like boost of confidence, like I remember texting Chris and we were all texting like, okay, okay if we're gonna do this let's do it right let's try to figure this out and that was you know six months yeah. ago so it's kind of weird how like that like a little bit of confidence you get from one or two things like sets you up for, like okay i can do this yeah well and you you see that you can do that well right and then you're constantly chasing it like exactly. i can't even tell you like the high that i get when i wake up in the morning and my video has like fifty thousand views like that's awesome and that translates translates directly to money for me which is uh even better like i love that and um one of the things that i did on my only fans actually which is kind of cool is i did i did a dnd one shot and it was you could buy a seat at my table so i charged uh each person like a hundred bucks to play dnd with me and like uh and it was great and everyone had a really fun time and like it was a way for them to get to know me and spend some like actual time with me on camera. And, um, so yeah, I thought that was really cool that I like, I, and like the fact that I can get paid to like play D and D is just like, like, I want that. like, yeah. that's the goal. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's like the dream. Um, yeah. so one, a hundred dollars for, a, for a session for a DM is like world-class DM first of all. So yeah, you're killing it because that's like hundred dollars a session is amazing. I didn't even DM it. <laughs> like I had, I had my buddy. Um, you didn't even DM like, it. Somebody else DM'd it. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I so my friend Trent, he does 
Twitch with me. Like we do stuff on Twitch. And um he was the one that DM'd it. And I was like, hey, like I'll give you 40% if you want to DM this session for me. Um and so I just played it with them. And they gave me a hundred bucks a seat and I had like I had four or five people, so it was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the numbers you're telling me are insane. I believe it because you you've been killing it, but Like if you look at like the most expensive like games out there, like they're Mm -hmm. about a hundred dollars, and you're like playing with people who've worked for Wizards of the Coast and stuff. Mm. Was that game like above board, like PG, or was it like? Yeah, no, it was. uh, We played it live on Twitch, and it was all very, like, it was literally probably PG thirteen. Like that was. Wow, dude, you're killing it. Yeah. Hats off. Thanks. Um, Do you have a Patreon or no? I don't have a Patreon. Yeah. No, I, I have too many things already. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> like... I mean, you don't even need one right now. You're already doing so well. Um, I think hey. that's what we're moving to. That's why I was asking. I think we're going to do that. Um, we're going to the, yeah. fan, we're going to the um, Chicago fan expo, July 7th. Mm-hmm. And I think we're getting like a bunch of sub- subclasses, races, a bunch of new things uh, set up. And then I think we're going, what we're going to do, anybody interested out there, we're going to set up a service where if somebody wants to start a new subclass or a race uh, or something, kind of like Spice, we will mm-hmm. make it nice, really nice and professional, pay for art, pay for this, you know, game statistics, and we'll send you a copy, a digital or a physical copy. Um, I think that's something we're going to do on Patreon, too. So we're looking to move up, too. Nothing like $100 a game, but um, so, we're looking But, like, too. I got there from nothing, like, and I'm not, I've... I've I'll be honest, I've never DM'd before. So um <laughs> like uh and like I don't I'm not even that experienced of a player. Um like I haven't played a campaign like through yet. I haven't so I'm still a newbie in my book. Um Yeah, that's like the beauty about this game though. Like it, like I've DM'd for really experienced players, I've DM'd for new players. And I can tell you, like, the game isn't about how many years you've played this game. It's about, mm-hmm. like, the experience you have and, and the the things you do in the game. So you, you have this product, and you use that product to play a game everyone had a really good time with just by talking to you. So you yeah. kind of transcended, like, the normal game, com- you know, mechanics. So, yeah. so if you take brand new play, if you took four brand new players who are down to play and they're down to have fun, you're going to have the best game ever. If you take five, like six to seven year players who have their own you know i want to min max or i just want to role play or, yeah you know, i want to go adventure it's going to be the worst game ever and i can tell you from experience yeah. from dming both that this game isn't about like min maxing or any of that you know crap to me it's about yeah. just going out there and having an adventure and when someone can go having an adventure with someone they're a fan of you know it's probably worth more than a hundred dollars you know right well that's the thing and um i don't I don't necessarily give a lot of my 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 true self on my my OnlyFans. Um, it is very much this persona of Quinn Knight, uh, and so playing D and D, they get to really like see me, which I like, and I like having those interactions with um, my fans and. Like, that's really meaningful to me. And that's, like, one of the reasons I even started doing OnlyFans was to just, like, meet, connect with people. Um, So, it's been fun. I've... The D&D thing, mixing with the OnlyFans, has just been huge for me. And, like, I I just love it. It's... I feel so blessed. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, um... When we were when I was playing with you, um, it's not like it's how do I put this? For people who wanted to know like what playing with Quinn is like, it's not like it's not like I'm playing with like their alter ego you see of Quinn on like TikTok mm-hmm. or maybe OnlyFans. Like you were the best, funniest, respectful. I think you even asked at one point, like, I don't know how close I am with you guys, but I would totally like, you know, explode this yeah. bubble or something. And, Reach into the butthole and yeah, grab. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. I guess it's one of those things that you found something and it worked for you, but it's not. It doesn't really define you because, like, my experience with you is not on your TikTok and not on your OnlyFans. It's just you as right. a person, and it's been fun. It's been really fun. Yeah, 
Yeah, and like honestly, I wish I was more active in your guys's Discord, but uh, Discord overstimulates me. So, so yeah, sometimes uh, there's you know, that like seventy-two messages. Like, ah, not today. Close the laptop. Yeah, I'm just like, no way. Am I getting through all these? And then you know, I have like messages everywhere else, and it's just like, Ugh. but um. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad that I found you guys and uh that we're doing this community and it's great. Yeah, yeah. Um been. and I I actually asked um Cisco what like I wanna know like what your you guys' long term goals are too. Um because I would like I would like to help you guys achieve those goals too. And if I can be a part of that, that would be dope. And you know, it's all about helping each other grow as well. Um, so, yeah. Do you guys, like, what are your guys' big goals, I guess? Um, all three of us will have different answers. So, you know. Okay. <laughs> but, no, to be serious about it, like, honestly, we didn't we didn't start this to, like, make money or whatever. Um, but I would be lying to you if I didn't say, like, okay, you know, now that we've got notoriety and people are talking to us when we started this thing, like, it's time to move on to that next step. Um, mm-hmm. But honestly, I don't really know what you could do. I mean, you know, we, we should play a couple of ga- more games together and, like, have some fun. Or maybe you could do some giveaways. Or, I mean, just being yeah. on our podcast is huge, so I appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, but, no, I mean, it's been great. Like, Chris started that Discord, and then he didn't. we didn't all talk about this, but we've always been, like, we've always served in the military together. And we've always kind of been pretty decent friends. But when we started, like, getting into people, like, jumping on our Discord um, that maybe had, like, the six, seven, eight k followers and up, instead of, like, shunning those people and saying, oh, like, you know, we're going to do this or we're not going to follow you on TikTok, you know, Chris, myself, and Cisco kind of like, no, we're going to do the opposite. Like, we want to bring everybody up together and, like, have a good time yeah. with people. And uh, if everybody has, like, something to say or something to improve on, like, 100% we should do it. So it's been more, it's been more like a passion project for us. But ultimately, we're going to try to push some stuff out, some content, and like I said, start a Patreon and do things as well. Yeah, I think Patreon would be great for you guys, honestly. Um, and I also think if you guys do Twitch consistently as well, that could be, because that's that's an income source. Um, that could be also really good. Yeah, so that's one of the things that's kind of come up with these one-shots. Well, our first mm-hmm. goal in the one shots was like, okay, we're gonna run like three or four one shots, maybe a mini series, like six a six shot, whatever you want to say for lack of a better term, and we're gonna get like this really good group of people who are really good together. And we're gonna put it on Twitch, and that was like the original thing. And we have like fifteen people that want to be in the game now. Yeah. And so now we're so, at, yeah. we're at that point where we're like, oh shit! Like we thought we were gonna find like five good people that that's what it was gonna be, um, but I'm not gonna lie. The end of the, the last session of Rise of the New uh, with me as yeah. a DM, I was like, damn, that was a good session. I even went back and like watched it, like try to be as you know non-biased as I possibly could. But I mm-hmm. still was like, man, there's some funny fucking parts in that. And that'd be really cool. And it got me really motivated. So that's like our next thing we want to try to do is get like a, a consistent, good, like good group game. I think that's what we're trying yeah. to do on Twitch next. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, as those groups play together more, too, the chemistry will flow easier, and you'll find what each other's strengths are, and so, like, it'll only get better with the groups, too, which is nice. Yeah, I've always said that about D&D. When I have, like a, like, a general rule, if I don't know the players, like, I don't want your alignment to be more than two slots over, so I don't want, like, chaotic evil with lawful good, because... They're just going to get mixed and mingled. But then I kind of went away from that because if you play more than six sessions, like six sessions to like two years down the road, it doesn't matter what your alignment is. You're going to like, the characters are going to come together and like be friends and build relationships. So at first everyone can start off like lawful good and chaotic evil, but they're going to end up like, oh, we murdered that guy for no reason. But then we also saved this princess. So, you know, yeah, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Alignments are really hard for me because um, I always just want to like murder everything. So, yeah, yeah like Kevin. Done. For those of you who don't know, we have we had a, a small turtle child who had a bird, and everyone was like kind of on board with like following this turtle, look for his bird. And Quinn's like, "Let's leave this dude. What are we doing? Why are we even following this kid?" 
it's valid like oh, why are we trying yeah. to rescue this bird like yeah. why don't we just leave why don't we just not do that and you know negate all this yeah see and i think i'm a i'm a little bit trouble for dms sometimes because i like i'm just like or we cannot go into this obvious death trap like that's an option yeah no i actually prefer that because i when i first was dming i started dming about a year ago when i first started dming my group went off the track one time and i like i was like i think of everything on the fly i totally i totally bombed and it was terrible Mm -hmm. session so from that moment on i was like i'm never doing that again so like i have notes for everything that could possibly happen and if you guys decide to go here like i've already done the prep work beforehand so mm-hmm. then the games became super fun because I would like challenge the guys. I'm like, do whatever you want. I don't care. I'm not like, I'm not railroading this. Do whatever you want. And then all of a sudden it became okay. like super fun because like now I'm just like watching what's happening. There's like, I want to chase this guy or whatever. And I'm like, all right, well, I know the chase rules. So here they are. Okay, start going. It's like, where, do, where is this going to go? Because I have no fucking idea. And it becomes really That's fun. Dope. At that point. Yeah. I like it's, that. It gets really um, probably not a lot of DMs can improvise that much you know no they can't I mean, I guess, like that's their job as the dm i guess but uh, a lot a lot of them will be like like oh you went right when you were supposed to go left like well it's just gonna be the same thing like um but yeah i like that you do that that's great yeah and like a lot of dms will say like oh i just improvise it that's awesome and like i've gotten way better at improvising but like even for our one shot, like I have detailed backstories on people you guys never even met, just in mm-hmm. case it came up. Because in case it came up and you guys went across the street, you guys decided to leave the manor. I was like, okay, if these fuckers leave this manor, I'm gonna have all this shit written down in case they do run into them. I'm like, oh yeah, you want to meet this dwarf? Well, guess what? I know his whole fucking backstory, and we're just gonna <laughs> go this way. Because I, as a player, I would love for that to happen, just to do whatever I want. That's a lot of prep. It's a lot of prep, but like when it's over, like my in my in person campaign, like right now we're in a situation where a player died, and they went they accidentally went back into time, they made a deal with the devil, a contract with the devil to get him back, and they have no idea what that contract's going to do in the future. I have like thirty five pages of notes on what could happen in the future, depending on what future they go back to, because. You know, just in case it does happen, I can just flip to like page thirty-six and be like, "Oh yeah, okay." I can read it for a second and be like, "Okay, here we're we're at the orc station or whatever. This is what we're doing," because I want it to be like as you know real as possible. That's that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of pages and notes. It's a, it's a lot, but like like I said uh, at the very end, it's it's fun. Um, yeah. What is your? I see your husband or boyfriend. I always see him in in our in our game. Yeah, my boyfriend. What does he think of your lifestyle? Um, yeah, so it was something that we talked about um obviously before I started it. Um he is by nature um polyamorous, so his he doesn't have as much of like the jealousy uh issues come up or anything like that. So he's he's very supportive and um I make sure to spoil him uh, with some of my earnings as well for kind of dealing with that. And like, cause half of my job is like chatting up dudes all day. Um, and so like, I know that's hard, um, but he does really well with it and he knows that it's a job and like, I'm not, everything is consensual and I'm not, I'm not falling in love with anyone or like cheating on him or anything like that. It's just, it's income for us and it, it helps us be able to travel and like do a lot of fun stuff. So, yeah. And for those, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that is like a motor home you're in right now, right? Yeah. This is a mobile home. Yeah. But it's like top of the line. Cause I remember the first time we played, yeah. I was like, man, you got a dope ass kitchen. I go, it's a motorhome. I was like, that's a motorhome? Like, that probably costs more than my actual home. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah um, I'm lucky in that my family um, owns the the park that I live in. So I got I got this home at a cheaper rate than uh, most people would. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, it is, like, outside of the game, with your profession especially, but, like, relationships... 
like like my wife at first like me and my wife were atypically jealous like when we first started dating this was like seven years ago and like more and more we've been with each other and we've had we've got kids now we've been married for seven years um when i started getting on discord like i, I got that's not me i don't like i said i don't like being on tiktok i don't like being on discord um i'm usually one of those people who i wake up go to work go to jujitsu come home and i've done that for like the longest time um so even her like on discord i was like i had a conversation with her i was like hey i'm gonna be talking to people on discord just here's you know here's the situation um yeah and even that was like hard but you know she's a good woman and she like yeah go help go for it. it's fine or it's whatever um, yeah your situation's a little different because it's way more you know <laughs> my yeah my is the nature of mine is more intimate just off the bat um yeah i was i felt so bad i was i was doing my pitch to cisco uh when he like, I think I first messaged uh, you guys on TikTok, and I think it was Cisco that I got. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, check out my OnlyFans. And he was like, he was like, uh, I don't think my wife would like that. And I was like, interested? Interested. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know that um, happened. That's hilarious. Oh, uh, I was like, no problem. <laughs> so, and like, boundaries, right? Boundaries are very important. And I'm glad that you know, he drew that boundary right, right away. I knew not to, you know, push him towards any of my other, like, scan, more scandalous socials, that type of thing. And, um, and that's what you guys probably have to do with a lot of people on your discord, maybe. I don't know. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where do you sell, where do you see yourself with D and D in the next five, 10 or 15 years? Oh, um, I, I truly hope to be like that D and D girl on TikTok, you know, um, that's I mean, one of my you're goals. Pretty much you're, you're getting, you're getting there, dude. I thank you. <laughs> um, and like, I don't know, like, I just, I want to get to that, like, you know, like 200k followers on TikTok and like, um, in about, in less than a year, I'm gonna, I'm like quitting my job and I'm gonna try to do this stuff full time. So, um, being successful at doing it full time is a huge goal of mine. And I think it's accessible at this point. Um, and I would love to have like, like you guys, I would love to have a good group that I uh, run on Twitch with, um, you know, either once a week or every other week or something like that. But I don't know, just like be a more household D&D name, like, and make money from it. Yeah. Um, first of all, we're 100% going to invite you to our game. Whether or not you get too big for us or your schedule doesn't line up, we understand. I know. <laughs> but um, we're 100% going to invite you when we make our game for sure. Um, awesome. Thank you. But I think you're already there. I mean, like, I remember seeing, it was like last week, I looked at your account, it was like 18K. And I looked like, mm -hmm. I thought two hours later, and I was like, 21K, what the hell's going on? What happened? Like, two hours. Yeah. You, like, you jumped up, like, a ton. Um, um, TikTok Live. Do you do TikTok That's Lives? Yes um so the lives really help me um and i know like which day you're talking about probably um i literally like do the dishes on tiktok live and like i wear a low-cut shirt of course um and yeah like i think i got like a few thousand followers from that and and then, so, <laughs> pretty ingenious. Um, so I I took that. So I was on TikTok Live. And you get a lot of guys on there saying, like, like open your shirt. Or, like, uh, mommy, mommy milk or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> guys <Yeah>. are. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. But, but from there, what I say is um, I'm going to be like, okay, well... I'm going to resume this party on my spicy site. Um, you guys can join me over there. And like, uh, I did like a wet 
t-shirt thing for them there. And it's great because then I get I get all those TikTok followers, which translates to more Twitter, Instagram followers. And then I'm bringing all those people over to my OnlyFans. So, um, yeah, it's it's revenue for me. And it's it's great. The lives are very helpful, but also it's a hit or miss with lives. Like sometimes I'll just have 20 people watching me and that's it. And um, I might not get like any subs from it. So it really depends. Just so everybody knows, when we get 20 people, we are ecstatic on our lives. (laughs) That tells you everything about Quinn. Um, So... You said you're in property management. I've been in, I've been like really yeah. in real estate for like a, a number of years now. And one of the things mm-hmm. they talk about in real estate is developing funnels for leads. So like develop as many contacts you can get for people to get into, you know, your network so you can purchase houses or whatnot. It sounds like you have a very similar yeah. strategy when it comes to using Instagram, TikTok to funnel into your OnlyFans. Is that how you view it? Yep. So, um, yeah, and I actually talked to my other like OnlyFans friends about this, right? So um TikTok over here is your your big promo app. That's where you're gonna get the most views. That's where the most people are gonna see you. From there, you funnel them to either your Twitter or your Instagram. And these are the bridge apps, what we call them. Uh so Twitter, Instagram, because on Twitter or Instagram is where you can put your links. Um, and so it's kind of like a multi-tier system, but but yeah, it, also, it does start with TikTok. Um, and that gets people to bridge apps, which then uh, they'll click those links and go to your OnlyFans or uh, whatever site you're on. So... You mentioned you have friends from OnlyFans. Did you meet them on OnlyFans or did you meet them in like your real life and then kind of worked out that way? Yeah, so um the girl who got me into it, um her her name is like Queen of Avocados. That's her brand. Um she she lives near me and when I when I first thought of starting an OnlyFans, I reached out to her and was like, hey, can I get some advice from you? And like, she invited me over, like we did a whole like photo shoot and she helped me set up my OnlyFans. Um, so I know her in person. Um, a lot of the other folks are people that I've met just like on Instagram. And it's, it's networking. Um, you do you share each other's stuff on your instagrams or your twitter you're retweeting each other's stuff it's getting your name out there uh for their fans and then doing the same for them so like you'll see a lot of creators with similar platform sizes um promoting each other um and so it is a very important piece of doing this work is making those friends making those connections um and and I mean, like, the people are lovely themselves. Like, it's not all about that. But, um, but yeah, it is, it is a big part of being in this industry. And then you do, and then you do collabs with them. So you make videos with them. And, um, and so, yeah, it's a big part of it. Yeah. I, I mean, as you're talking, I don't mean to, like, look away, but I'm, I've been writing notes like this this whole time. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, because no this problem. is what happens. We always, I always get on these podcasts with people, and it's always about one thing. Uh, sensational. It was kind of going to be about, you know, more about she. They, they prefer to be. Um, they're, they're non-binary, so they. I thought we were going to talk about that more often, but then I found out that they actually run a program where they, their DM on a school on a, like a university grant, and they got like a bunch of money just to play D and D. And then I always had Wences on here. And I found out he's starting an all Latino D and D group, and he's got like the producer of some show to be in it. And then I talked oh, yeah. to you, and it's like, oh yeah, I do OnlyFans, and it seems like all this, but actually I'm funneling. I'm using the funnel technique to bring in people from TikTok to Twitter to OnlyFans. So yep. I'm like amazed every time I talk to people in the D and D community. It's like they're always doing things way better than we are. We're playing D and D, and like. 
on Discord. Every time I talk to somebody, it's like, oh, no, we have a systematic way we're doing this. And it's, like, blown my mind. Yeah, but, like, and that's all part of it. Like, I've had to learn all that. And now you guys are learning it and getting tips from, like, other creators. And, um, again, like, that's what it's all about. It's all about us networking, bringing each other up so that we're all successful. It's There's room for everyone at the table. <laughs> I, yeah, um, I totally agree. I totally agree. Well, yeah. I'm not going to take up too much of your time. For everybody, this is Quinn. Where do they find you? How do they get a hold of you? Um, God, <laughs> the best one. Um, I guess my Instagram. Uh, let me get it. I'm so bad at knowing my things. Uh, I'll give you my. I'll say my Instagram and my TikTok. So my Instagram is just Quinn dot night six six six. Uh, and then my TikTok is Quinnight666. So usually if you type in my name uh, and then 666, you'll find it on most sites. Actually, you'll, you'll uh, just type in Q. She'll be the top one probably. That's uh, she's getting up there. Um, that would be lovely. So like, like I said, I appreciate it. I've had the pleasure of playing with Quinn. She's been amazing. Um, one thing for us in this podcast is, I don't mean to take up too much time from Quinn, but... This Wednesday, we're going to be having on um, Gus from How to Be a Great GM. He's got like over 250,000 um, subscribers on YouTube, and he worked for Wizards of the Coast as a DM uh, for Descent to Avernus. He's a really, really good dude, like probably one of the better DMs out there. Um, so for anybody who's watching this, check it out then. Otherwise, Quinn, I really appreciate it. I'm probably going to be contacting you about more tips later on. Um, Absolutely. I love it. I love giving tips, honestly, so... No, it's been great. It. It's been great. But um, we'll take up too much of your time. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. All right. I'll see you at the next session. All right. Sounds All right, good. See you later, Quinn.